This is the Gospel for Life, where we have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. Around the table today is Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Jonathan Van Hoogen from Dayspring United Reformed Church, Vinnie Hanke from Valley Life Community Church, and Ryan Hemphill from Treasure Valley Reformed Presbyterian Church. To catch earlier broadcasts, just search The Gospel for Life wherever you subscribe. To find out more about this ministry and about our annual conference, go to ReformationBoise.com. Welcome back to The Gospel for Life. Remember, we're doing theme days. I am actually so excited about this. I don't know how long this excitement for la- will last. I don't actually know how long this series will last. But each day of the week, we're attaching to... Um, Something that at least is an alliteration of sorts, Mental Health Monday, Throwback Tuesday, and now we are at Wisdom Wednesday, and we're going to spend a little bit of time in the book of Ecclesiastes. I know this is maybe not a book that a lot of people read and look at and spend time with. It's part Uh, of the wisdom literature, you know, in the Bible. Wisdom literature is defined by Psalm, Job's Psalms. Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, Song of Solomon, those are the wisdom books in the Old Testament. We are at least partially using um, some insights by David Gibson. If you were at the conference this year, there was a man by the name of Jonathan Gibson that was one of our speakers, and I thoroughly enjoyed his talks. He has a brother, David Gibson, that has written some very, very helpful books. One of them is Living Life Backwards on the book of Ecclesiastes. I have found this book to be so insightful. That's a recent publication, isn't it, in the last couple of years? Last couple of years. And then he has another one on the book of James and a, another one on Psalm and, 23. And James would be like the New Testament book on wisdom. Yes, yes. So mm-hmm. both of those are on my to-read list. I haven't gotten to them yet. Um, I have just finished up this book in, in the last little bit. And he writes this, Wisdom literature asks, What does it mean to fear the Lord in the world the Lord has made? Along with Job, Proverbs, and the Song of Solomon, Ecclesiastes is a meditation on what it means to be alive in a world that God made and called good, yet, which has also gone so very wrong, often in catastrophic ways. Wow, that is catastrophic ways. (laughs) I cannot say that word. The preacher experiments with everything around him and similarly wants to reflect on that experience of the world. Look at your life and what's happening to you. What does that tell you about life in general? How should we make sense of it? Can we ever make sense of it? Wisdom literature uses proverbs and pithy sayings, riddles and provocative questions and answers, prose and poetry to force us to look at things from a different angle. Its aim is to wound from behind. Like a punch in the back, it makes painful points we didn't see coming and which leave us blinking in surprise. And I thought that that just is a great capturing of wisdom literature. Now, we are going to just read some verses in Ecclesiastes 1, 1 through 11. I think Jonathan might be taking that for us. Yeah, I'll take that. Ecclesiastes 1, the words of the preacher, the son of David king in Jerusalem. Vanity of vanities, says the preacher, vanity of vanities, all is vanity. What does man gain by all the toil at which he toils under the sun? 
A generation goes, a generation comes, but the earth remains forever. The sun rises and the sun goes down and hastens to the place where it rises. The wind blows to the south and goes around to the north. Around and around goes the wind, and on its circuits the wind returns. All streams run to the sea, but the sea is not full, to the place where the streams flow. There they flow again. All things are full of weariness. A man cannot utter it. The eye is not satisfied with seeing, nor the ear with, filled with hearing. What has been is what will be, and what has been done is what will be done, and there is nothing new under the sun. Is there a thing of which it is said, see, this is new? It has been already in the ages before us. There is no remembrance of former things, nor there will there be any remembrance of latter things yet to be among those who come after. So, just for some groundwork, who do you guys think the preacher is? Does it matter? Is the preacher writing this book? Do you think when they're older, when they're younger? You know, he's actually told us who he is. He's a son of David. He's a king in Jerusalem. And the one that it is attributed to is Solomon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same. Yeah, that's so the agree. position I hold. Do you yeah. think so? And I actually just even just speak of that Solomon in Ecclesiastes says. So I've yeah. have kind of gone all in on that yeah. perspective. So if you as a listener come to a different conclusion, I guess you could pick a yeah. different son of David. It doesn't seem like it makes as much sense, but right. the the word uh, Ecclesiastes is actually from the same word we have for the church, mm-hmm. ecclesia, and uh, you know the and that picks up from the fa- you know the title of the book was given afterwards, but it picks up from the fact that uh, Solomon calls himself the preacher here, mm-hmm. and and he's proclaiming something to the assembly to he, to the gathered people of God. Mm-hmm. And older young, do you think this is young Solomon, old Solomon, or middle-aged Solomon, I guess? Um, I, would, uh, I would attribute it more toward the latter part of his life, because uh, as he goes through all of these things, as you go through the book of, he, he talks about what he was dri- driven toward and how inadequate it was. Um, so he, you know, there's a number of things that describe uh, his life, and and you can actually see he's the one that did it. Uh, you know, just his uh, study of biology and uh, and animal husbandry and everything else. You know, the fact that he collected all that stuff. It it actually talks about, you know, one his wealth and also uh, the length of time he would have had to take care of all these things. Mm-hmm. So he begins by using a, a refrain, a word um, that is going to be throughout the book, vanity. Vanity of vanity, says the preacher, all is vanity. What is meant by the word vanity? The uh, Hebrew word there is breath or, or, or breeze, and so he, he speaks of everything being a mist, a vapor, a puff of wind, a, a bit of smoke, and if you think about those things, just the... The, the quick uh, brevity, um, I like the way the CSB translates that word. Um, it uses the word futility. So it's just a, it emphasizes the, the quick nature uh, of existence and creation. It, it, you know, the Hebrew word is hevel, hevel. And it's, it's, in Hebrew, it's an onomatopoeia word. It's a, it's a word that sounds like what it is. You know, it's kind of like, Alcaces, Salser, plop, plop, fizz, fizz. You know that that fizz, fizz. You know the, onoma, uh, the onomatopoeia of it is to say "hevel" 
in Hebrew. Uh, you have to form it in your breath, and, 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 and it's almost like a loss of breath when you say it. It's, you know, it's, like, it's you know, like yelling for your son, Hugh! You can only do it like once or twice, or you, you have no, no uh, breath left. Yeah, and it just shows again, just as has been said, like the the vanity of life, the futility of life. It's here, and then all the the imagery that he uses throughout that of, you know, like rivers or streams running to the sea, but the sea's never full. The eyes never stopping to you know taking in things and ears and things like that. I mean, there there's just a futility uh, to a certain sense of of our daily lives that it's and it's all the same. Gibson will say that. This this word is captured by three phrases, that life is short, life is elusive, life is repetitive. I, I don't want to unnecessarily speak ill of a, a, a translation of, of, of the word, but I actually don't think the King James has been helpful in their translation of vanity or yeah, a, as meaningless, right? Because I don't actually think that that is what the preacher is saying. No. I, I think that's not necessarily the sense of the wor- the Hebrew word behind it. Yeah, it's 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 almost like the breath on a cold day. You see it and then it's gone. It, you see it and then it's gone. And that's the that's the idea of this when he's saying life is short, life is elusive, life is repetitive. This idea of uh, hevel or vanity of vanities. It, this is a word that is found 38 times in the book of Ecclesiastes. And so he's going to apply it to all of our effort, uh, the fruit of our labor, our pleasures, our life, our youth, our success, our wealth, our desires, our popularity, future events. Everything he says is just is short, elusive, and you know, almost intangible. You can't, you can't hang on to it. And the whole nature, the whole repetitiveness, you see that a little bit in our text that we read today in verses 5 through 8. What's he doing there in those verses in 5 through 8? He's, he's just giving us a picture of um, what he's going to talk about, life under the sun. Uh, he's, you know, the, the, the idea of you know, what, what, uh, when, what we see when we look around in the world around us, when we observe everything there, when, if, you, if you cut God out of the world, this is what you see. And it, it's kind of that repetitive nature of, of life, too. I mean, it's, it's never-ending. He, he talks about how there's nothing new under the sun. Every day, it's kind of the same thing. There, we, there, there's nothing that's going to shock us or, or, or should shock us because everything is the same. Uh, I had a professor that talked about how in relation to you know, sins that we might think, oh, this is new. You know, this is something the world has never seen before. Uh, but that's not really true. I mean, the... Satan has the same bag of tricks. He just, uh, after a generation, he'll bring out, bring them out again, all polished, and they look new. But it's it, it, it's the same bag of tricks, nothing new. We were talking about off air how how fast it feels like this year has gone by, but in reality, time is moving at the same pace. My father in law's theory about that is, is as we age, things are familiar to us. We're used to them. We've seen a lot as, as we've aged. But in our young, when we're young, time seems to slow down because we can mark our life by the new experiences we have. And yet as we age, that begins to be dis- diminished and diminished. And so the, we do get this idea of this re- repetitive nature of, of the grind of day-to-day living, which one day feels like the next. The reality is that 
as you just experience different parts of life, I was a teacher for 15 years. And when I first came into education and we would have what's called teacher training. So there would be professional development where we would be implementing some sort of system or idea or, or whatever. And it always frustrated me that we'd be being taught these things. And the older teachers were like, we did this before. Mm -hmm. This was used to be called blah, 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 blah. And I always just thought, what a bunch of negative Nancys, like really, <laughs> seriously. And then I, I taught for a while, and then I realized, oh, yeah, they were crabby, but they were right. Mm -hmm. That whatever was being implemented, by the time I was done, I was in there for 15 years. So there were things at the end of my educational life of those 15 years, and I'm like, wait, we did this 15 years ago. We just called it something different. Mm -hmm. It was packaged slightly different, but it's the same thing. Mm. And that's that repetitive nature. And I think if whatever field of study or, or life you're in, you've seen it too. You've experienced that repetition. And this also refers to the uh, uh, elusiveness, just you know the, the fact that no one, there is no remembrance of former things, uh, nor will there be any remembrance of things that are to come by those who will come after. You know, it, the, just life in general, as we consider you know, all of human history, there's maybe a handful of people that are remembered and their names are in history books, but the billions and billions and billions of people that have lived, like nobody knows who they are, even just a few generations ago. We, t we tend to age ourselves, you know, by certain things that we say, um, but I think the important part of Ecclesiastes, and let, uh, let me just go to the end of the book where he says, mm -hmm. the end of the matter all has been heard. And he says, this is the important thing. Fear God and keep his commandments. This is the whole duty of man, for God will bring every deed into judgment with every secret thing, whether good or evil. So the, the end of the matter is to fear God. That's, you know, to have that awe and reverence before him. Mm -hmm. Well, you've been listening to Gospel for Life, and we will see you next time. <laughs>